0: Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter Stronger Alina podcast on a mission to change the way the world is. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition as a precise tool to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Today, by the end of this episode, guys, you're going to be a procrastination master. And I'm not even kidding. Uh, So stay tuned and learn and listen very carefully. Because what you're about to learn is going to blow your mind. It's going to change your mind forever. And then once you encounter or notice the procrastination trend in yourself, like you're delaying, delaying, delaying something, you can leverage this new understanding, this new cognitive model to change that procrastination and make it super easy for you to start anything, no matter how hard the project is, how many uncertainties, um, how many things you got to learn, how many things you don't understand, you're going to master procrastination. So stay tuned for the whole episode. But also, guys, I want to start with my personal aha. So this morning, I understood uh, the work of BJ Fogg. He is a researcher, I think he has to do something with neuroscience, but he got Popular writing this book, Tiny Habits. It's like a foundational work uh, on the science of building habits. And, And again, he started his work in Stanford, but then he developed this amazing business to help individuals and companies to change habits, be that a corporate culture or personal habits for health and fitness. And so the book is amazing. You know, if there is one book that I truly recommend you to read about changing habit, any habit. This is the book. Not James Clear, uh, not any other book on building and breaking habits, but that. Because that is a very, as I understand, especially now, science, neuroscience-based, based on the way your brain works, book. Not just, against some theories, but it actually underlines it's our neurobiology, the way our brain is constructed and the way it functions. So BJ Fogg, Tiny Habits, check it out, really, really recommend it. But I think just today, I read this book a couple of times and the first time some years ago. Um, I always use it in my work as a, ho- as a coach because one of the major goals of me as a coach is to help people change habits that they find difficult to change. And also, of course, bringing my uh, domain-specific knowledge so the changes that people make actually bring them results. So one of the main uh, tasks of a coach is to help people change their habits. And of course, whatever I can read on changing habits and other coaching tools, I always um, try to research as much as possible. So Only today I think I understood the underlying science. It's actually very simple and beautiful behind the main concept of the book of B.J. Fogg. So what is the concept? Let me start with a story. Imagine, like, close your eyes and imagine with me a picture for a moment. Imagine we're walking together in this beautiful Italian city. By the way, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. It might be dangerous. (laughs) But if you can, close your eyes and imagine. Imagine we are walking um, along the streets of this beautiful Italian city with beautiful architecture, you know, beautiful building or piece of art or something that fascinates Your imagination is almost at every corner. So we are walking and then we see a tower and I'm telling you, well, imagine we see a tower and the tower is really, really tall and obviously it's ancient and it doesn't have any elevator. And I've been to that tower and I'm telling you, there are only 50 flights of stairs, five zero guys, and you're going to see quite an amazing view of the city. Only 50 flights of stairs. And most of you really mentioning that probably will start hesitating. Like 50 flights of stairs. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. I can do that. Right? And you start kind of procrastinating on that. And a lot of you, depending on your health condition, just like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's just too hard. And the reward, well. You know, I saw other views. So not that big of a deal. We're already walking along the streets of the city. So, and we didn't go, right? We kind of procrastinated on that. And then now uh, get back to the point before we see the tower. Imagine we see a tower again, but the tower is not that tall. And maybe it's kind of on an elevated piece of um, land, and I'm telling you, there are only three flights of stairs, and from the top of this tower, we're going to see the most gorgeous view you've ever seen in your life, I promise you. Only three flights of stairs. What happens now? You're like, three flights of stairs? Be sure, let's do that. And we are going. So what is happening here and why these situations are so different Because in situation number one, 50 flights of stairs, your brain calculated the amount of effort needed, the reward you're going to get, and your brain decided, I'm not going to release dopamine, the molecule of motivation. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know what dopamine is. It makes you go. So your brain made a calculation, and it's like the amount of effort needed with the reward, they're not comparable, so we're not going to release dopamine to make you go. So we're just going to pass on that tower. Now, in the second scenario, your brain calculated, again, like three flights of stairs, yeah, not, um, not a lot of effort, and we get to see this amazing view, and the brain loves novelty, discovery, etc. Right? So the brain releases the amount of dopamine needed to make you go and climb those three flights of stairs. And your procrastination is gone. What you can learn from this example Guys, is that your brain is always making predictions and calculations between the amount of effort needed, the reward you're gonna get. Now let's get back to the work of BJ4 For- Fog and building habits and what it has to do with all of that. Building habits. Not being able to build new habits, especially the habits that require effort, new effort, has a lot to do with our procrastination of not being able to start the action. And a lot of it has to do with that calculation that your brain does. Is the reward worth it? Is the effort too much? How is it comparable? Usually new behavior that requires new effort and you're not sure how to do it. That seems like a lot of work, a lot of effort for your brain. And the reward is unclear, so your brain like probably not worth it, right? And you procrastinate. So in this book, Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg talks about the foundational principle to succeed with building new habits. And the foundational principle is you want to leverage two things. You want to increase motivation. And what is motivation? Dopamine. The amount of dopamine you produce associated with that habit, with that goal in the future. So either increase motivation, increase the perceived reward. Like, How is it important in your brain, let's say, to start eating more vegetables? How is it important? The more important you make it seem in your brain, like your health, your energy levels, your compliments you get for better physique, the, again, amounts of zestful life you're going to feel, the health, the vitality that's going to help you to experience life to a deeper level, right? If you link it, all of it, to eating vegetables, your motivation is going to go up and up and up, and your brain will start to release more and more dopamine. Again, the more benefit the more value the benefit of certain behavior has in your brain the more dopamine is released and the more you are likely to take any action no matter how hard so to build habits you either want to increase motivation by creating a lot of a lot of value for the perceived reward or you want to decrease effort and again in your brain it doesn't require any action well some action is required. But in your brain, you want to make this ratio, like a lot of motivation and a le- less, 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 less effort. You want to decrease effort. And by decreasing effort, I, I mean making it easy. Making it appear easy and simple. So let's get back to our story of two towers. In the first really high tower... There, were, there was a lot of effort. You weren't even sure. Your brain wasn't even sure you could do it. And the reward was kind of like average. So your brain again made the calculation. Motivation wasn't there. Effort was too high. So you didn't do it. Second hour. Motivation was higher compared to the amount of effort needed. You know, three flights of stairs for the most gorgeous view. Your brain is calculated. You're like, yeah, let's do that. So that is what procrastination is all about. Making in your brain that ratio of perceived effort and motivation, the reward, the value, the uh, bigness or the size of that reward, make that ratio, um, uh, I guess, bigger or smaller, depending on how you put you know things together. Motivation, you need to bring it up. You need to make things that you want to accomplish, the reward, seem really big in your mind, really valuable. And the effort, you want to decrease that either by optimizing your environment and making it easy, literally. Like if you want to, I don't know, start exercising, then uh, make it super easy. Make exercise is walking and have everything ready to go, right? That's how you decrease the effort. Another way to decrease the effort, like my example, I'm writing a book right now, Upgraded Norman, uh, all the hacks and neuroscience tools and habits needed to make remote work, especially as a digital nomad traveling and everything as effective as possible. But it's not about my book. But the book is a bigger project. And the reward, well, kind of unclear. You know, you're going to get a lot of sales? Probably not. You know, is there, is there an offer who doesn't have famous uh, halo around them? um. So reward is not clear. Amount of work is a lot. Uh, of course, procrastination starts creeping in. So what I do to start making progress on the book project? I make the starting point really easy. So I'm decreasing the amount of effort. How do I do that? Okay, today I need to write a chapter. But instead of telling my brain, we need to write a chapter, I'm telling my brain, we need to sit down at our laptop and... Add it, read and edit the last page of what you wrote. That's it. What happens after doesn't matter. That's it. That's the first task. That's the only task as far as my brain is concerned. Read the last page, edit it. So I shrank the task. I made the effort much less. Instead of, you know, telling myself I need to write a book, this is like a huge task and it's very unclear. I made it really tiny, really clear. We need to sit down, read the last page, and Edit it, make it sound better. That's it, clear, much less effort. And the word, well, accomplishing something first thing in the morning, that's actually a huge reward for your brain. But it only works if and only if the effort required is perceived smaller. So let me give you an example that might be relevant to all of you. Let's say you need to do some cleaning, maybe your car, maybe your apartment. And, you know, it's Saturday and it seems like a huge job, like the whole apartment, you know, maybe several rooms or the whole car. So what do you do? You tell yourself, okay, I don't have to do the whole cleaning. All I have to do is dust a couple of shelves. That's it. Dusting a couple of shelves today counts as cleaning. You shrink the task and now there is much less resistance, if any, in your brain. And that's again because in order for trigger, in order to trigger any action, your brain needs to release dopamine. And your brain only releases that dopamine required for the task if that calculation between the effort and the reward is in the favor of taking action. So again, you want to make the reward, the motivation as big as possible, increasing the amount of the dopamine. And then you want the effort to pull that trigger as little as possible. Just take a couple of shelves. Once you're in the action and dopamine is flowing, guess what, guys? It's almost effortless to continue action. If you're still struggling with continuing your cleaning, you're like, okay. Two shelves weren't too bad. Maybe let me clean kitchen counter. Yeah? Again, yeah, not too bad. Easy. Just one kitchen counter. You do that, you're like, well, maybe let's take care of the floor of this couple of square meters. Like, I don't know, floor near my couch. Yeah? Easy enough. And when you chunk it down, your brain will willingly release that dopamine needed to take action that now seems to be small. And you get the reward of feeling accomplished and doing something. Your brain actually loves being productive. But it needs to be sure the amount of effort doesn't increase the um, reward. Otherwise, in your brain, it might mean you know you're spending your energy, not getting much reward. You might die at some point if you if your reward effort ratio is always uh, more effort, less reward. So that's the purpose of this evaluation to whether release dopamine needed for action or not. So you see, every time you feel the procrastination creeping up on you, what you do is you think about two things. Two things. Effort that your brain perceives, the task seems to be too big in your mind. So how can you shrink it? How can you chunk it down? Literally, make it tiny. Make it tiny. That's also another thing about tiny habits. Make it tiny. Make it easy to start. Re- like Remove the friction. Make the effort in your mind. And again, it's all about visualization and self-talk. It's not like the the... Task at the end will change. No, but you will not have that procrastination, that unwillingness to start acting. Chunk it down, shrink it, make it really clear, really small. And the second lever is motivation. Make the reward as valuable as possible in your brain. And when you visualize a bigger reward, you literally are making your brain to release more dopamine. And the more dopamine you have, the then you can take any kind of action. Give you another picturesque example. Imagine we are walking together, um, it's a regular day, and I'm telling you, let's go climb Mount Everest today. And your brain It's going to make calculation really quick. And you're like, Angela, you are crazy. I am not going to any Everest. It's like a lot of work, a lot of resources. And why would we do that? I don't understand, you know, the the purpose, the reward, like what's it all for? So your brain made the calculation, no go. You can call it procrastination. You can call it no go, but that's what happened. Now, imagine we are sitting in my kitchen and maybe in your kitchen, and I'm like, hey, um, can you grab me an apple from your fridge? I know that there is an apple in your fridge. And I'm like, sure. And you go grab me an apple and you give it to me. And what happened there? The ask was really tiny. The effort was really tiny. The reward of doing something good for your friend was much bigger. So you go and get that apple for me, right? Understand that this calculation is happening every time you want to take an action. And so if you find it difficult for you to start the action part. Again, two levers. One, make the reward bigger. Two, make the effort less. Making effort less works much, much better, guys. Um, from my experience with my clients and from the work of a lot of neuroscientists like BJ Falk or other we did a lot of science, a lot of research, a lot of work in the um, area of changing behavior. Making it seem effortless always work better. So, Remember these stories, the towers, the stairs, the climbing of Everest and giving me an apple? Remember, and remember, you always have two levers. Whenever you find yourself procrastinating, check those levers. If the effort seems to be too big, then make it smaller, shrink it, chunk it down. If the reward seems to be unclear or too small, then visualize, make it bigger, Understand why it's actually super important for you. Make your brain understand and feel it. And that that's it for today, guys. Use it and see your procrastination really, like, literally melting away. And I'm going to be making a video about that also. So check out my Instagram and comment. First of all, practice what you learned today with the thing that you've been procrastinating on. So chunk it down, make the start very, very small and maybe motivate, make the reward seem bigger. And comment about your experience, how you're gonna just um, make this procrastination melt away. Comment, Uh, Share this when you succeed. Share this with your friends, with your family, with your kids. Whoever find it difficult, make them really understand that. Tell them stories and it's going to change their life forever. Uh, It's really powerful, guys. So teach others. Share this episode um, of podcast with people who seem to be struggling with certain areas or certain behaviors in their life that seem to be important to them. Um, Also, guys... If you'd like me to coach you uh, as your brain coach on any behavior change, habit change, any result when it comes to productivity, to focus, your fitness, your uh, health and weight loss, you know, your brain is everything NL and I'll teach you how to master that thing between your ears. The very easy thing to start working, uh, no commitment thing, schedule our call and ask all your questions, learn what it's all about and how Brain Coach can help you to change your life in any area. So schedule our call. At the very least, you're going to learn a lot of very interesting things and get to ask all of your questions from somebody who spent over a decade studying all of this stuff, uh, helping people to change habits, right? And most importantly, share this knowledge and comment on my Instagram. <laughs> a lot of calls to action, I know. But most importantly, practice and share. Teach others. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And as usual, till next time, eat Better daily. Now you know how not to procrastinate on that.